The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's eight minutes after eight here on AM Live. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you've been with us all morning, thanks for staying with us. This morning on the Forum Date, we are talking about women in sport. Now, they say behind every successful man, there's a woman. And on the Forum uh, this morning, we will find out what is behind every successful woman in sport, whether it may be in front of the camera, behind the scenes. Historically, we were taught to think that it's the natural order of the universe that men would be the ones doing the work and women staying at home to raise the family and uh, pretty much today uh, in 2014 there is still a school of thought uh, that believes that sport is a male dominated domain and uh, that that there is perhaps very little if any space for women in this sphere but uh, this morning we will try to discuss this and many other things around women and sport uh, You know, issues such as sponsorship, for example, is one that lies very dear to my heart. So we would like you to join in the conversation. 0891-104208, that's the number to dial. You can also SMS us on 34701 at a cost of two rand. Or you can tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. So please join in the discussion as we try to decipher why women in sport are subjected to gender role stereotyping and different treatment and we'll hear from our guest this morning how to overcome such challenges and uh, who are our guests uh, to introduce them we have with us uh, Ms. Cass Naidu who is the founder and editor of G-Sport for Girls. Cass thanks so much for speaking to us this morning. Good morning Sakina thanks for inviting me. Absolute pleasure. Now, despite all the successes that many women seem to have made in the sporting arena, Cass, um, people still seem to be very slow overall in accepting the fact that women are an integral part and they have a big role to play in sport. What has your um, experience been of this? Well, I think the first thing to acknowledge is that perception is reality. And I guess if society feels that way, that will be the perception that will continue. Um, My personal view is that supporting women in sport is a day-to-day commitment. And as much as we don't know what the outcome is going to be, it's the journey that is so important. And as you say, as much as we've made strides, people still don't feel that women have got uh, to a certain place. But uh, in this conversation, we'll talk about some of the strides some of the federations have been making And I'm extremely positive about women in sport, and I think that is the attitude we have to have because if we think that women aren't going places and we're part of the solution, we're not going to go anywhere. So it's such a conundrum. Certain days you get up thinking, oh, there's so much to do. Mm. And other days you get up thinking, I'm going to grab the bull by the horns, I'm going to run with the wolves kind of attitude. So it's such a difficult place for women, but at the same time, give us a challenge and we'll overcome it. Why do you think, Cass, why do you think that women's sport, for example, gets less attention even in 2014? I think women's sport will struggle for as long as it's not part of mainstream sport. And when you look at mainstream sport, um, there's commercial elements to it, sponsorships, um, lots of money, millions come into mainstream sport. So the machine works for it and the system supports it. When you look at women's sport, we're still struggling to be recognized as professional athletes. Most women in South Africa are not professional. So they're amateur athletes. Mm. They hold on jobs. They're moms at home, wives. They do so much, and we expect them to come home with gold medals. 
with guys, they get out there, they play, they get paid every month by their federations. They have personal sponsors, club sponsors. Um, we've got ticketing, vending. Everything supports those careers. So my feeling is the work that we're doing now is taking us towards that dream position of women being full-time mainstream athletes, if that's what they want. And women in sports administration and behind the scenes are able to then say, yes, we do belong here and we are going to make further strides. I think we still have a long, long way to go, but incredible uh, milestones have been reached over the past 18 months. We do have a long way to go. If you think, uh, you know, of uh, even television and media coverage, more broadly speaking, when it comes to women's sport, you know, we, we just are not on par. And it's not just even about being on par. We really are struggling to get uh, the mainstream media to actually focus on women's sport. It's tough. I remember in 2006, I was hosting Game Plan on SAFM. And um, one day I came home and I said to my husband, I'm really not enjoying um, hosting the show anymore. And he said, what's wrong? I said, I'm struggling that every time I speak to a woman in sport, she has no support and I feel helpless. So I quit the radio show and we launched G-Sport for Girls as an online initiative to tell the good story of women's sport. And it was so hard, Sakina. We'd phone federations and say, hi, we'd like to promote your women athletes. And they'd say, we don't have a women's department. There isn't a coordinator. And when you phoned the athletes, they didn't have a positive story to tell. They felt so negative about themselves. So we started from such a minus capacity. And when we looked at the G Sport for Girls Awards on Monday Mm. and the wall-to-wall media coverage, it was goosebump stuff. I'd never seen something like that before. I think we're coming on board. But, you know, having been a news journalist, I know the editor always said to us, if it bleeds, it leads. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that's what we're fighting uh, with. But what I often say to athletes, women athletes, if you want to make the news, bring home medals. And and we see that. As soon as you come home with a medal, people start focusing on your successes rather than the challenges that you face. You know, um, there was uh, the milestone that Portia Modise Modise reached um, last month, I think it was, and um, scoring 100, and I think she surpassed that goals internationally. Now, this puts her in a different class, not only amongst women, but amongst all footballers in the world. They are a handful of people who have surpassed that magical mark, and yet... It was like a day or two, yay, uh, Portia Modise, and then there was nothing, Cass. And I still feel bad about that to this day. Well, you and me both. I remember when the news came out, and you're right, about 48 hours later, we had moved on to another story. She was honored at the G-Sport Awards on Monday, and we were so glad that she was there to accept the award because she was the first ever athlete that we had honored in 2007 when she won the Athlete of the Year. So when she came up on stage... She got a standing ovation, and she was able to stand up there and thank everyone. What Porsche's achieved is something totally phenomenal. She's the first ever African footballer to get this, and one of only, I think, 12 in the world yes. to have that. But then you have people arguing, and I've had this argument with a couple of guys already, ah, it's women's football, it's easy to score goals. Uh, you know I, what I'm I, saying? You know, it, we, we don't give credit where it's due because, again, as I say to you, perception is reality. If you feel that way about women in sport, you will continue to message it that way. And that's why I've started turning it around to women and saying, how do you feel about yourself? Because if you feel inferior, that is a message that will come back to you. So we need to become a little bit more ballsy and confident. And take ourselves seriously. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, we're talking about women in sport this morning. Love to hear your views about this uh, topic, generally speaking. 891 The lines are open. In conversation this morning with uh, Cass Naidu, who is the founder and editor of G-Sport for Girls. And uh, we also joined right now in studio by Ms. Tandi Merafe, who is a media officer for none other than Orlando Pirates. Morning. Thanks for coming in, Tandi. Morning and thanks for having me, Kat. Uh, sorry, I just listened to Kat just now. Thank you for having me, Sakina. <laughs> now, you know, Tandy, here you are. Um, you work for one of the most powerful, uh, you know, brands in sport, um, continentally, internationally, but especially in South Africa. Pirates is absolutely massive. And there is Tandy Merafe in the background. Everything happens, runs like clockwork at Pirates. How often do you feel that you are underappreciated for the work that you do? Uh, well, I, I think uh, I, I, I think it's one thing to feel underappreciated and all of that, uh, but one has to look at the positives. If you're gonna if you're gonna well, waste your time looking at who's not giving you recognition or what accolades you should be given, you should be getting then you sort of miss the point of why you're there. I'm there to serve a purpose. I'm there to represent women in sports. I'm there to be... Um, it, I, I'm not, I can't even call myself a female pioneer because there's so many people that have been there in front, uh, before me and they've done, done such a wonderful job. So mine is to make sure that, firstly, I don't let down their legacy um, and, and make sure that I maintain uh, whatever has been done before me and try and improve in that and excel in everything that I do. Um, getting the accolades, well, that that will come on its own if, if it comes. And if it doesn't come, it still doesn't define who I am or what role I play. I'm confident enough in myself to know who I am and what I can deliver and what I do deliver on a daily basis. And I know that uh, you know I'm one of the best out there, regardless of my gender. And that's what keeps me going. And I think that's, uh, you know, something that both you and Kaz have raised, just being positive about, you know, whatever is going on. Uh, Be positive about the contribution that you are making, the work that you are doing. And it would seem as though that is uh, the right attitude to adopt in order to get ahead. But do you think that being female makes your job any more difficult? Uh, Well, I think personally, um, I, will, I keep going back to the gender issue. Uh, whether I was a guy or, and I am, a, I, I am a woman. Uh, I think the work ethic that I have, the attitude towards my work, the approach that I have, uh, I'm all about being the best that I can be. I'm all about making making sure that what I do has excellence attached to it. You know, I don't believe in in giving a, a, a mediocre uh, a, a service. Or in any at any level that I work in, no matter how big or small the event is, it's always about making sure that you do the best. And that's the environment I found in Pirates, and that's the environment that I've been groomed in and I've excelled in that. Yes, there'll always be those naysayers, you know, the negative attitude like, ah, uh, she's a woman, she, there's no way she can compete, you know, on the same level as the guys. Um, she, she doesn't understand football. Uh, this is a male-dominated industry, you know. She's this, just there as... Uh, uh, sort of to um, uh, balance the gender scale, as it mm. were, and you will get those negative perceptions. And I think I firmly believe in what Kes was saying that you know perception, perception has a lot to do with uh, what people think they know about you, what people think you might be capable of. But 
obviously, if your, your work ethic is right, if your attitude is right, if you focus on the positives and focus on making sure that you are the best at what you do and you strive for excellence, then in time, those attitudes would fall away. Um, I know that when I started, there was that you know misconception that uh, maybe you know she won't be able to to do what she's doing. But I can confidently say that I'm the best media officer, not only uh, for for my club but in the country as a whole. Good. And Jesus. I can and and I can back that up with what I, with the achievements that I, I've had over the pa- over the past years that I've been at Pirates. I have had FIFA call ups, you know. Um, I am a FIFA media officer as well, and that doesn't come because someone does uh, did you a favor. It comes because people saw the potential in you. People saw the eagerness, the drive to do to do to do well and the excellence, and they've rewarded you for the for the for the efforts that you've put in. And that's why I'm saying that the recognition and the and the accolades they'll come when they come. The 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 main thing is to focus on what you're doing and focus on making sure that at all times you deliver 100 percent. Nothing less. Well, talking to phenomenal women in sport this morning, Cass Naidu, uh, who is the founder and editor of uh, G Sport for Girls. And um, most of you, I think, would know Cass from uh, cricket commentary and her involvement with Cricket South Africa. And, and just on that front as well, Cass, you know, as a woman, I often find that you say something. I, I'm a huge football and tennis fan. Tennis, not so much. But when it comes to football, where, you know, people would actually try to make fun of the fact that you think you know more than they do. They ought to know more because they are guys about the game. Did you find that when, uh, you know, you started commentating uh, uh, in cricket? And what has it been since, uh, been like since? Well, it is interesting because I think when people saw me on for the first time, in fact, a guy commented, you just stepped off the pavement onto TV. And I laughed because I had a dream at the age of 14 to be South Africa's first female cricket commentator. And my brother was 16 at the time, and he spent 11 years mentoring me. So when I made my debut on TV, I felt that my career had started at least a decade ago. So when I got on, people were so taken aback by those women being on. So there were funny remarks, and there was a bet going on in the commentary box, and I contributed money to the bet just to see where this goes. And, and I tried to make light of it. But then um, it started getting to me, the, the people picking on me, and my brother said, go on to Google, search your name, take all the, the criticism, and... Take what you can and become better and let go of the others. And that's when I learned very early on that feedback is my friend, that mm. people will have views. It's interesting that the biggest detractors that I've had over the years have been women. Really? Men are very supportive and have been. And I think every time I proved myself over a certain hurdle, I'd get a call from someone saying, well done, I think you did well, or just watch out there because you know, you're not an expert and perhaps you shouldn't have said that. My biggest mentor in cricket broadcasting has been Robin Jackman. Um, in the summer of 2004, I was asked to host the post-match presentations, the first woman in the world to be given an opportunity to host an international post-match in men's cricket. Once I was told that, I thought, this is it. This is when I'm going to be found out and tossed out of this game. So there I am standing around, and Robin Jackman said, Lavi, what's going on? I said, I've got to host this post-match presentation at the end. He walked me through the entire process giving away all his trade secrets. And when I finished the post-match presentation, he said, he called me on his phone and he said, well done, 
you've earned yourself a gin and tonic, meet me in the president's suite. And from then, it started this incredible relationship with someone who really backed me and believed me. Mm. The flip side, there was a woman who stopped me in Woolies. And she said, I think you're very pretty and you're very sweet, but I really don't enjoy you commentating. I really prefer listening to a man because he's more believable. Wow. I've realized that it's understandable um, that people feel that way. If you've been socialized into a cricket environment where this is how uh, you've uh, accepted and, and enjoyed cricket, then that's how you'd feel. For me, it was about new audiences. And I think that is why the dream uh, was born in the first place, is I felt that it was still too white and male-dominated. And when I came in, my aim was to inspire future cricket fans to come in and feel accepted in the game. Here's a black woman here. You all belong in the game. And I hope that over the years that I've been able to achieve some of those goals. But when I joined Cricket South Africa, my aim there was to gain credibility in cricket. After a couple of years of being a broadcaster, I realized that I still felt like a fake. I still felt like I, I was a fan who had no real credibility. So I went to Cricket South Africa, and I spent four years there in the commercial marketing brand communication space. And it was like earning a degree in cricket. And when I came out of there, for the first time, I felt 10 years later, I finally feel like I belong. But, you know, and, and that's just remarkable because why do women have to work so much harder? Why do you have to feel that you need to go and earn a degree, as Kaz was saying, you know, just to prove that you are worthy and you are able and capable of doing this as well as the guys do? You know the offside rule as well as they do, if not better. By the way, research has proven that women are better at interpreting the offside rule than <laughs> men are. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Tandy? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, it's precisely because it is a male-dominated industry. And, you know, we coming in, uh, there is that, you know, that um, that bit of, uh, and, you know, I wouldn't say uh, ne- so much negative perception, but uh, people don't think you're real. People think you're a fake. You know, you don't know what you're doing. And you have to fight against those perceptions. You have to fight against that negative mindset. And that's why, first and foremost, we have to be qualified. Because you can't go there. And you have to realize that this is not just about Cass Nadio or Tandy Marafa or any other woman in sports. This is about the generations that are still coming, you know. I mean, there's really, there's literally, you, can't, you, can't, you cannot in any field, for that matter, sporting fields, count more than 20 people that... Um, are really, you know, making an impact in, in, in the sports industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that is why there is a tremendous amount of responsibility that comes with it. That is why we take we take our role so seriously because you realize it's not just about you. It's about plowing, a field, plow, plowing the field for the future generations to come. Since I've been at Pirates and with everything that I've done, there's so many kids that have, you know, approached me and like, Tandy, how did you get into into football? You know, how, how, how the application process, why were you chosen? How do I get in there? Which courses did you do at varsity? Mm. You know, what do I need to be qualified to do that? And the f- first and foremost, it's passion. Before you get the qualifications and everything else, it's passion. Because the passion is what will keep you strong and is what will keep you positive when the detractors come, come at you and they will attack you viciously. I mean, just to relate a story... Um, uh, this is after I have I've been the uh, media officer at Pirates, and after I have had two uh, FIFA uh, FIFA call-ups 
and I've be, I was the main media officer uh, for the Confederations Cup. I was at Ellis Park, the main stadium. Uh, for 2010 World Cup, I was at Soccer City. I was the, the media manager there. So after all of that, you will still get somebody who will come and say, you don't belong. You're not qualified to be here. Mm. And you're not doing a good job. And I'm thinking... Or you just have the job because you're because a woman. Because you're a woman, you know. And I, I, there was a, I was viciously attacked on Twitter for the whole season by a guy who was like... And it's it sort of like, it was almost like he was stalking me because he would come to our press conferences and while I was running a press conference, he would interfere and trying to, in, uh, and try to undermine the role that I have. And you have to be strong. That's when you have to put your foot down and say, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for a while. I'm qualified in what I'm doing and I know I'm, I'm doing the right thing. So if a person comes and, and, and act out of place, mm. I kick them out. Kick him out of the press conference. Kick him out of the of our of our media open days because that person is not there to do their job as a journalist. They are there to put you down and to uh, uh, and to put you in a in a negative frame of mind where you lose your confidence. And you can't allow anyone to do that to you, because because for you to get to where you are, you've worked hard. I've worked hard for to be where I am. And the support I've had in the office is tremendous. Because from the moment that I came in and was interviewed by the chairman. And literally had to chase him down to get that job. Like, chair, I am qualified. I am passionate enough. This is what I want to do. I mean, from studying law at Wits University to end up at uh, as a as a as a media officer at Pirates, it tells you that you know there was a huge shift and 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 where I want to be and my focus in life. And again, that happened because I um I happened to be in the national student team. And I went to Beijing for the for the 2000 uh, World Champ- World Games. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest um, um, uh, sporting event next to the Olympics because it has all of the all the sporting all of the sporting codes. And when you're there, and you see the level of professionalism, you see the level of organization, you see how if all these all these sporting codes, thousands, literally thousands and thousands of af- af- athletes, of uh, administrators, of um, media, marketing people, all these things and it just works like clockwork. You know, you look at that and I was I was awestruck, I was inspired. That's when I knew where I wanted to be. I want to be in sport. I always love sport. I've always played sports. But, you know, the right that moment right there, you know, was a was a, sh- a signal a shift a shift in focus for me. And from that point on I pursued um uh vigorously at that pursued uh, a career in sports. And that's why when people come at you and say, no, you don't deserve to be there, they don't know who you are. They mm. don't know what you've done and what you've sacrificed to achieve um, the level uh, of, uh, of competence that you have and what you're continuously doing to be uh, at the top of your game. So, yeah, I mean, there will always be those negative people. But I think what, what's key as well is just to mention all the people that are behind us in men in, in sports as well. This morning, we are talking about women in sport, and we'd love for you to join in the discussion as we decipher why women in sport are subjected to a gender stereotyping and a very differing treatment. And if you think that we are making this up, I mean, you just have to listen to some of the messages that are coming through. I want to read some of the SMSs, but before I do that, let's just uh, invite callers 0891 104208. That's the number to dial. SMSs to 34. 
0614701 at a cost of two rand. Tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Now here are, uh, you know, the first SMSs that came in. This one says, does women's tennis get less exposure than men's tennis? Isn't there a soccer World Cup and a rugby World Cup? And the other one says, women are fully integrated in sport and have been for decades. Where's the prejudice? So, interesting that uh, those ones have not been signed, but then again, it's to be expected. But it would seem as though there is a perception, Cass, that we are perhaps just bemoaning nothing, really. (laughs) It does sound like it. Hey, maybe we should just shut down the conversation and pretend everything is fine. (laughs) Yeah, but is everything fine? If you look at the strides that are currently being made in women's sport, uh, a lot of that credit needs to go to Sports Minister Fikile Mbalula because as soon as he came into uh, his position as Sports Minister, he lit a fire under every sports federation in this country. And he said, put your money where your mouth is. Stop paying lip service to women's sport. And suddenly we saw incredible action around the country. Let me explain some of the things that have happened since he's come in as sports minister. We've seen netball launch a semi-pro league with the Brutal Fruit Netball Cup, mm. and very soon netball will go fully professional. Yes. Largest growing women's sport in the country with over 2 million playing, and still we haven't really reached where we need to, but we're heading there. But that had to be postponed, just talking about netball, Cass, because, uh, you know, that for me is one of the sporting codes that I hold very dear because it is all about women, at least for now. And, you know, they were, uh, the women were uh, expected to go pro this year for netball, and then that had to be postponed. And then there's the Fast Five series, the international series. And it was so sad to hear that the tournament may not happen next year because of a lack of sponsorship. It's very sad. And that's the thing is federations are now making the move. How is corporate South Africa then backing up these moves? And what corporate South Africa is saying as well is that women's sport is not a charity. There is a return on investment Mm. angle that we've got to look at, and I think every company with their business model needs to look at that. But netball will make strides, and you kind of get a sense that every federation is now pushing each other. If you look at Cricket South Africa, they gave out six uh, professional contracts to their women. The women went off to the ICC Women's World 20 and made the semifinals for the first time in history. They've come back home, and now all 14 players have professional contracts. Expect big things to come from those girls. We've seen that with the Springbok women's sevens team. They've all got professional contracts. The day that every federation can say that all women's sports athletes have professional contracts, that's the day perhaps corporate South Africa is going to sit up and have no further excuse. Because it's not fully professional at the moment, there are various challenges around activating your sponsorships around these brands. But having said that, if you look at the sponsors that have been supporting for over the years, has been in mm. women's sports sponsorships for 25 years, and they continue to do that. If you look at Investec and Sassol, Sassol has been crucial to the success of Banyana Banyana. Very sad that they didn't qualify for the World Cup, yeah. but more than that, we've got the Sassol Provincial League that's taking place. You're finding other sponsors now wanting to come and back lower levels of development. The challenges around women's sport are so diverse that when someone says that we're fully integrated into the system, I want to know how. (laughs) Because all I'm hearing from people, and I saw a dad at the G-Sport Awards, and he came up to me and he said, please may I have coffee with you, because I want to talk about how my daughter can find sponsorship. 
because 38 weekends out of the year, we're around the country trying to support her and make sure that she becomes a medal-winning swimmer. So there are challenges all around, and I think for me the big thing is the day women start standing together, it's going to be such a powerful force. We cannot ignore us. Absolutely. And I want to go to the lines. I'll come to um, you, Tandy, after this call. Uh, 0891-104-208. Faisal in Mayfair, good morning. Uh, hi, Sakina. Yes, Faisal. Hi, good morning to you and your guests. Sakina, I get a sense from you and your guests that you're blaming males for the sport being such a male-dominated area. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, when did and, we and, say and, that? Well, you you do you do get you, uh, you get a perception. That's the perception okay. we, what we, everyone seems to be getting. But uh, the fact is, right, that the the, the reason that that's why uh, that sport is uh, a very commercial uh, process driven uh, or by sponsorship and, and advertisement. And I think in this regard, women are their own worst enemy. I mean, if you if you take any international match uh, uh, played in South Africa, uh, the majority of of people that uh, that's attending those matches. Uh, by far, I mean, you might get about five or ten percent of those people being women. Even when Bafana, uh, so Banyana, Banyana plays their soccer message, the majority of people attending those matches are males as well. So I think in this regard, women are their own worst enemy. If they start, uh, if they want uh, the, the the to have an equal uh, amount of of say and in, in this particular profession, then I think they should they should all uh, come up. And uh, start uh, start start having uh, having an equal amount of of, of input into this uh, into this uh, arena as well. I mean, you you can't expect a, a woman to be to be to be sitting uh, in parties at home and then say, "Hang on, we want to have an equal say in this particular manner as well." Okay, Faisal, I'm going to ask Tandy to respond. Uh, f- firstly, just on a point of clarity, um, I don't think um, anyone said. Uh, uh, we, uh, women uh, that we're blaming men for for sports being a male-dominated industry. Um, traditionally, it has always been men in the forefront of sports because that's how th- th- that's just how society developed, and that's where we are. We're from. I don't. I don't think I need to delve into that. Uh, but with times, uh, with with uh, different eras coming up, and 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 with times and and uh, uh, changing. Obviously, you can't expect, you can't say a woman's role is as 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 um restricted to the kitchen or parties or at home, as you as you said. Um, we we are out there, you know. We 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 go the extra mile to make sure that we are part of the of society. And and what you need to understand is that there are kids, girl, uh, uh, women, uh, girls, and 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 women who are interested in sports and who grow up playing sports. And all we're saying is. They should be a natural transition from growing up being interested in sports to growing up and working in, in, in the sports industry. You know, and over and above that, I think that's what Kes said as well. We, there is a lot of support within within the industry from our male counterpart, counterparts. Mm. You know, who will firstly teach you the reins as you come in, like they would do any other colleague that comes through. Um, from from my management, that's what I've experienced, and from uh, my other colleagues in, in in other clubs and and in the league as well, you know, all the way up to up to uh, FIFA level, that's the that's the reception that you get, and that's the warmth there that people are willing to teach you and embrace you in coming in. But having said that, there'll always be those the, those detractors who believe that we 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 don't have a role to play and we shouldn't be there. So that's the first point that I wanted to clarify. We're not saying we're not blaming men for it being a male-dominated industry. But what you're saying is we must change with the times. 
you know, if women are getting qualified and women are interested in working in the industry, then they should be allowed to and they should be given the freedom like you would do any other person to work without without necessarily uh, undermining uh, a woman just purely based on gender, you know. Give the person a chance to see if they are qualified or not. And we're not asking for special treatment. You know, mm. we expect the same to be as qualified as the as as the men are. We expect to to deliver as the men as the men do deliver uh, on a daily basis. We're not saying because there's a woman, we are women, then there should be a special quota. We're not asking for a quota system. We're just saying give us a fair chance to prove that we can do it. We we have been doing a fair it. We chance. Are doing it. A fair chance. That's, That's what we're it. asking for. Uh, and 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 here's something in today's paper, um, the very same Portia Medice that we were talking about. Portia living from hand to mouth. She uses taxis to get around and to attend interviews. And all she wants is to own a house. And she, of course, comes up in um, uh, the category uh, on on Sunday, by the way. It's the um, SA Sports Awards. Uh, It's coming up this Sunday. And um, she, of course, goes up as uh, athlete um, sports person of the year. And who else is in that category? Chad Leclerc. There's mm-hmm. A.B. de Villiers, amongst mm-hmm. others. You think they're struggling to get a house? Oh, that most definitely not, you know. And we can't, and the, with Portia being in that category and just reading the, the names that she's, uh, she's coming, up with, she's coming yeah. up with, I mean, those are huge names, you know. Uh, Absolutely. Chad uh, championship uh, and Olympic uh, champion swimmer, uh, 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 A.B. de Villiers, I say cricket uh, 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 captain and amazing cricketer. You know, as you can see, I'm wearing uh, my cricket yeah. my cricket jersey today. I'm a huge cricket fan, and I'm wearing it uh, just in honor of the tragedy that happened yesterday. You know, um, and just to show my uh, my my uh, uh, my support for the cricket for the cricketing world. Mm. But having said that, um, Porsche's situation, and that's I think that's the core, that's the crux of the matter with women's sports, is that. There's no development beyond national team level. You know, you come up, even coming up into the national team, she's in the national team. Uh, you've got the... Has been there for ages. For ages. You know, she went away and came back again. Mm. You've, got the, you've got Cecil, who's doing an amazing job of sponsoring women, uh, women's football. But what else is being done to market women's, women's football? Where's the individual you know, sponsorship? Exactly. Uh, with guys, they get personal endorsements. Yeah. You, you see uh, players um, in every sporting court, they have car endorsements, they have uh, 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 clothing endorsements, they've got all sorts of endorsement, endorsements, you know, deals that help them over and above what they earn as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a professional athlete that help them to get along. But you don't see that for, for women. And But... What's more, what's what, what's key for me, and what I'm passionate about, it's development of women of women's sport. Um, they're they're under 17. They they played a qualifier last last year and they didn't qualify. But beyond that, what other league is there to make sure that these kids uh, are properly fit? You know, they are. Uh, they they have they have a proper regime that every athlete should have mm. to keep fit and to uh, to to uh, compete at a, at a and national level and international level. How do we professionalize that? We have uh, male football, which I, I mean, I, I work for I work for for Orlando Pirates, and I mean I work in the in in the in the premier premier division of football, South African football. Um, and you see it on TV. You see, like, uh, on, on Supersport, on SABC. I mean, it's wonderful, you know, uh, the Twitter following and everything, and on radio and whatnot. You see the interaction and the interest, and it's because the marketing force behind it, it is so, it's so efficient, it's so mm. big, and it, it, it's out there, you know. You, you can't miss it. But all I'm saying is, let's 
have let's keep the the women football in mind as well. What are we doing to to develop women fo- uh, women football? And I think the you know the the minister uh, Minister Figilam Balula has done a lot, but. In addition to that, what is uh, corporate South Africa doing? Absolutely. You know, they have to come to the they, party. They have to come to the party. It cannot be just Cecil that, that comes to party. Do we have cup competitions? I know there's the Cecil League and then there's the end of year Cecil Championship. But outside of that, there's nothing. And is it marketed? Do people know about it? Mm. And yet we have all this pressure on these athletes and we expect them to exactly. achieve to when it comes to the crunch. Yeah. I want to go to Ian in Durban. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Well, and you? I'm very well, thank you. All I want to say is, women in sport, in cricket, there's only one good commentator, and that's Matthew Germanus. The men there just sit there and talk about everything else, the meantime blokes bowling. Matthew always got to interfere with him and say, yeah, what's going on? She's the only one I've ever heard has this proper um, thing on cricket. And we used to have a lady used to give us commentators on rugby as well. She's gone now. But I will say, the ladies that give commentators are very much better than the men. Ah, thank you so much, Ian. We like that. And, and, and of course, you know, it, it is hard. It is a difficult thing to do. Um, and women seemingly do have to work a lot harder. But let me read some of the tweets coming through. Chinemo Elias says, um, wow, encouraging and inspiring words from the two ladies on AM Live this morning. Loving the show. So adorable. Thank you, um, Elias. And then M. Chobololo says, women are their own worst enemies. They never acknowledge any support given to them uh, that it was men who brought her to pirates. Which, I don't know what you were listening to, Mjowalolo, because that's exactly what Tandi has been saying. Khumutu uh, Maluleka says, um, it's a matter of mental shifts. Women ought to be respected, credited, and criticized accordingly, and sex shouldn't blind reality. Um, MZ says, women work hard because it's not their sport, so they need to double the effort to do like the guys. Now, now therein lies the problem, isn't it, Cass? It's not their sport. Well, you know, I often say that I don't question why I've got to work harder. I just do. And I try my best to compete with myself. Mm. Faisal called earlier, and I think he had a misconception that we were blaming men. I don't think we are. I think these conversations are so hard that when we do bring up tough points, people think that we're picking on the system and that we're not grateful for the strides that we've made. We are grateful for the strides. But one point he he did make is that most of the crowds that do turn up for any women's sport in this country are men. Mm. And it goes back to my point, where are the supporters of women from our own why aren't women standing together? I mean, from Tandy's experience to mine, we've had very few female mentors in our career because it just seems that women are scared to share just in case we move ahead of each other. Mm. So I, I try to challenge myself that when I'm moving ahead, I always grab a hand of a young woman to make sure that we're moving together. And I think the more we do that, perception is going to change. And when yeah. perception starts changing that, Actually, women like each other. I find that society loves dividing us, and we play the role of division. Mm, we buy and into that hype. We most do, definitely. and this, you know, we all have a PhD. I call it the 
pull her down syndrome. That's Absolutely. what we do. And the day we stop that, men will stop calling into shows blaming us. I will take the blame. I think we all should because when it comes to August and Women's Month, we go on about how well we've done. Mm. Come 31st of, of August, we're then talking about spring in September, November in November. We've moved on. <laughs> it is a day-to-day commitment, and every day I feel down about women's sport. I decide to tell the good story of women's sport. We're talking tough times now, and I'm looking at Twitter saying, why is Kat saying that males support her more than women? That was my personal experience, mm. that men were more supportive of it. You know, Ian mentioned Natalie. She is the star cricket commentator of South Africa. She mm. is the woman who is leading the way. I have the utmost respect for Natalie, and both of us are very supportive of each other. But it's not something that is um, prevalent everywhere. There's mostly women who are jealous of each other. And, and perhaps this is a great opportunity to say, let's stop that. Let's move mm. on. But it's- I want to delve into that a little bit because, um, you know, there's also this perception that women are commodified to a very great extent you know and 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 there's a particular show that i want to uh, make reference to uh, some years ago it was at a saturday morning and as a sports fan you know saturdays are sports days and they brought onto the show it was a bunch of guys and they brought a woman on and she was there for them to gawk at i don't care what they say and how they try to justify it Ultimately, that was her role on the show. She was brought in to be pretty. But I'm going to come back to that, and I'm sure there are people who would want to take issue. Uh, 0891-104-208, speaking to Cass Naidu and uh, Tandi Mirafe from Orlando Pirates this morning. So if you have any comments about women in sport, that's what we're talking about. Give us a shout. And um, I just want to run through uh, the last few comments here. Uh, Tsepisa Mokwena says, well done to the ladies. Let's keep going regardless of the challenges. Women's sport doesn't get enough exposure, though, uh, like uh, soccer and rugby be etc it's a professional sport and it should be treated as such but she also has a question for you uh tandy um she wants to know are there any future plans at orlando pirates for girl, for a girls academy i i honestly i honestly don't know um that's uh i can't comment on that because it's not my area of expertise and not it's not something i, I normally deal with at what I can explain to you is the in Pirates infrastructure. We have the main team, uh, which, the first team, which is uh, where I fall under, and we also have Pirates development. Um, and I'm sure you're all aware, at some point we had to suspend our development and just uh, now work on a couple of issues and, and relo- we, we relaunched it uh, uh, earlier, early last, I think late last year. And we've been continuing with it uh, since. So so far now, there've there've been uh, trials to get uh, obviously all the uh, different ages for the uh, different divisions with young boys to come in. Uh, in terms of uh, getting women involved, um, I honestly don't know. I think that's a question that would uh, be best uh, answered by the director of our development team, which is uh, Augusto Palacios. But of course, that's something you will be championing for us, Tandy. Of course, <laughs> <Cass>? of course. <laughs> 
Uh, just in response to uh, some of the tweets, I want to run through the last few. Uh, Siabonga Duma says, uh, one thing that is so sad about women in sport is that they earn far less than men in sport, and that is wrong. And Khumutu Maluleka says, it's a woman's prerogative to make sure that their brands um, are known. Look at uh, Simply Carol. She's globally respected and holds her wings high. So, Cass, your comment? Oh, I completely agree. I think Carol is one of the shining lights. And, and if we look at people like Carol and Natalie, and if you look at um, Valen Kirtley that is doing so well in, in women in sports broadcasting, uh, we are certainly making strides. I had the honor of being in Qatar recently for Doha Golds to be part of the women in sport panel, and I met women from around the world. And maybe it makes us feel a little better that around the world they face the same challenges. In fact, there are cultural challenges, religious challenges that women in sport face. But I think what I would like to take out of this conversation is perceptions will remain as long as women stay stagnant and not move along together. If we're waiting for men or for society to tell us where to go, I agree it is fully our responsibility to promote and profile our own brands. And we've seen that with Carol Shabalala. She is world-renowned in the work that she does, and she does it so effortlessly. But if you speak to her about the challenges she's gone through, she's walked an incredible journey since she was a teenager to get to where she has. No one's done it for her. So the message for me to women out there, do it yourself. Mm, Otherwise, you will be where you are today in 10 years' time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just uh, just to add on on to that, uh, I think um, in 2011 I um, I was in Germany for the FIFA Women's World Cup, and uh, Carol was one of the guest speakers there um, just uh, before the start of the tournament, uh, and she she did a, a great job of representing women in, in 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 sports and African women in sports in particular. So yeah, I mean she's uh, she's doing a wonderful job, but um, you know there's also other people that are uh, that have done. Uh, a great job the later the late Zoto Koza I think she was one of the pioneers we need to mm. uh, remember that and respect that, uh, her, her legacy uh, there's Jessica Mutawong there's so many people uh, you know Connie Mutsumi right now at uh, PSL there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of uh, a lot of wonderful things uh, and and you know there's a uh, Beverly at Sundowns and those are people we interact with on a daily basis and the spirit there you know is, is of camaraderie and and just helping each other and and helping each other through um, having to be women in sports and women in sports. So uh, tremendous respect all around. And uh, yeah, women are really working hard out there. That's it from us. Uh, thank you so much, Cass Naidu and Tandi Mirafe.